0: Hello and welcome to The Adventure Continues, where members of Big Bad Evil Guys sit down to discuss the current actual play campaign taking place. Welcome to Grey Stand. Uh, I'm JT, host and DM to the chaos we bring every Tuesday, and uh, Yurko's joining me tonight. Hello, Yurko. Hi. A.K.A. Ulrich.
1: This lighting makes my teeth look yellow. I brush my teeth. I promise.
0: I, I didn't doubt it. Just so you know, <laughs> just to be clear, like, um, tonight we're going to be covering the last couple of sessions. We had session twenty-three: Revelations of Thrix, and session twenty-four: Echoes of the Past. Um, really intense titles. Now that I think about it, uh, apt
1: aptly intense i think
0: yeah we've we've definitely had some some crazy sessions except uh, just looking back through the session tiles it's like um yeah we have some silly ones (laughs) yeah the the boars in the in the bungles the city Mm -hmm. of thrix that one is like ooh, and then it's tim's tiny hut and then revelations Mm -hmm. of thrix (laughs) like, (laughs) like we like we do this Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, something I just want to point out really quick before we jump in. Those of you that are watching the video, hello. This this is something we do every other week at BBEG. Uh, but it's normally just podcast format, but we figured we'd try something extra this time. So Yeah. It's it's, it's mostly just us chatting about uh the game and me getting feedback and them asking questions that I may or may not answer. So
1: I also did not know we were going to be recording the video when I uh, got dressed, so.
0: To be fair, neither did I. Yeah, hey! So. I say that like I don't
1: dress like this on stream anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing different right now is I don't have backlighting, like my colored backlighting. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. Um, So... Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, okay. I don't have I don't have a lot of notes for either of these sessions, but there's a lot to unpack anyway. So uh, with session 23, the revelation of Thrix, it started um, with a fight. I think. Yes. I, so did session 22. Like it back to back starting with a fight. Uh, yeah. One, yeah. Because we start shit. You do. You you finish Mm -hmm. shit, too, so far. Mm -hmm. Um, So far. The fight involving uh, within the council meeting room, I believe uh, I referred to it as uh, within the uh, city hall of Thrix. Uh, A fight between the measure and some Ettercaps and giant centipedes. (sighs) Ettercaps. It's such a weird name. They're not mushrooms, like at all. But Edercaps implies mushroom to me because of the word cap, like mushrooms. Because of the cap. word cap? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Um,
2: from Middle English, Atterkop, from
1: Old English, mm-hmm. Uh from Ator, which means poison or venom, and Kappa, which means spider.
0: Get the fuck out of here there you go yeah are you serious Wait, uh, so-
2: according to merriam
0: webster yeah isn't is in, in webster's dictionary
2: merriam webster yeah Edercap. it's a uh, it's a scottish word for a spider or an ill-tempered or spiteful person
0: My mind is just blown right now. There you go. It's a word. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, it's aptly named since Ettercaps are these disgusting bipedal spider like creatures. So Mm
3: -hmm.
0: pretty on the nose.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, So you fought a couple of those. Um, This fight didn't start with anybody instantly getting uh, hit down to like, you know, a tenth of their health. Unlike the previous oh, yeah. fight and a couple of fights prior to that, but it was I think it, I think the combat went pretty well. It was interesting.
2: It was yeah, it was
1: neat.
0: I should have made the room bigger though, for the sake of utilizing the difficult terrain. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's a yeah. that's a fair point.
2: Or even made it more difficult. Like, yeah. There's not really, like, rules as written for that,
1: but if you made yeah. it, like, more restricted so you can only travel, like, a couple of spaces at a time a in this big area, yeah. something like that, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, rules are not was fun. Broken. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, In um, uh, a fight worth having, because when the fight concluded, you did acquire a map of Thrix. Mm-hmm. Which laid out a number of uh location named locations within the city quite a few actually
1: like the elementum cerebellum
0: yes the name that I keep screwing up yeah or is um, it cerebellum elementum no it's element oh, god. <laughs> god damn it yeah uh, it is the oh, scroll 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 Cere- cerebrum elementum
2: it's the cerebrum
0: elementum I think so. Fuck, I'm pretty sure that's what I have written here. I I swear to God, I wrote pull this up Rule shit. right now. The fact that I'm I feel so stupid. The fact that I'm like I think that's what it's called. Like I wrote
2: this. This is mine. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm gonna why. look up the the handout that you get, that you gave us. Yeah, it's cerebrum elementum. Fuck. Well. It's a tongue twister. No. On mine, it says cerebellum elementum.
0: Well, I was wrong. <laughs> you were right, but I was wrong. <laughs> um, this is very important to me, because I, sw- I wasn't counting,
1: by the way, but I-, I was so close to saying it ten times fast, as was was, yeah. was challenged to do.
0: And... Maybe this is just a sign that I should make it Cerebellum Elementum. It says Cerebellum Elementum on my sheet. I know. My my lore sheets don't say that, though. But it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so you got your map. Uh-huh. Uh, and you immediately, after a long rest, uh, decided to head towards the Temple of the Children of
2: Three. Yes. That's we... Pretty... Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty exciting. Yeah, especially, um,
0: especially for me because I knew what it was, and I'm sitting here the whole time, like, man, I told these guys about this place like 20 sessions ago, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, um, yeah, it was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. It's um, I mean, we'll get to it, but raised a lot of questions as
1: it gave answers about like Myrna and who she is and what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy I shit. I'm very emotionally invested in what's going on and I have uh mixed feelings about this place because of it.
0: I mean I, I can't say I blame you. <laughs> I would I do too, but <laughs> um so the temple of the children of thrix uh, you've known up to this point in the game, I think up to that point in the game that they are like a religious group, basically. Um, Something
1: like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which you don't really have a concept of religion. So, mm-hmm. uh, the details without using the word religion that's been explained to the measure has kind of been like, I feel like the, the opinion has been, well, that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> People what? chanting in a circle? What is this nonsense? What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are their goals? Uh, when you got to the temple, it was an octagonal-shaped building appearing to be two stories tall. Um, and on each corner of the building, on the, on the floor level, was a statue, some more destroyed than others. Uh, and you had... Because of a natural 20, uh, you had one that stuck out particularly to Mm -hmm. Tim, who was investigating him as he went, uh, saw that one of the statues was a statue of Callus, the envoy. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) You know, you guys have rolled nat 20s at Mm -hmm. just the perfect times sometimes. It uh it it feels good when it happens because it's like, Oh good, I don't have to hold this back. <laughs> it's just like I wrote this in for a special occasion and this is it. You so you found a statue of Callus as well as a intact statue of Void, which the twins recognized.
2: Yeah. It's um it's Okay, so I'll say what I first heard about, what, like,
1: when I first encountered this, I was thinking, like, they originated from here. Or,
2: like, this was where, like, whatever it is they're doing, um, this is where it started. Mm-hmm. And this place has been destroyed, and now they're, like, I don't
1: know, trying to salvage the situation or, or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, since then, I've kind of realized that it could, like, what we know could also be explained by this just being a particularly successful project of theirs, not dissimilar to Grey Stand. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. Who's to say?
0: Hey, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean I I like to hear the the in-character thoughts, in character thoughts and out of character thoughts uh about the things that you guys aren't sure about like it could be this it could be that and I I I, I, I didn't realize just how many directions you could skew this idea into and how far off and how close it could possibly be to what's actually going on, like, yeah, because you had mm-hmm. stated your opinion of what you thought was going on, and I'm like, like, yeah, that's a good point.
2: That yeah, yeah. It.
0: And then someone else says something different, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it could be that too. You know, Dude, like, I'm just, oh.
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. From Delta Green, Uh we play Delta Green as a home game, and that's all about like mystery and investigation. And it just happens with players all the time if they don't know the whole story, but they get some information. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is just a thing that people do—they extrapolate. Oh yeah, and the it becomes a serious problem when they get attached to their initial like. You know, they get like one or two points of data, mm-hmm. and then they extrapolate like the full story, and then they just get attached to that, regardless of what more information comes in. Yeah,
3: um, and
1: then it's it, fun as a GM to be like, "No, like I have to, yeah. push, like I have to push you on that, and like really point <laughs> out this new bit of information mm-hmm. that that disproves what you were thinking." Yeah
0: and I, and you know what like that i think that last bit that you just said is is very true to delta green because those mm-hmm. are small modules with yeah. what that we play And this like this game is going to run as long like until we we find the light at the end of the tunnel like I I imagine that this is going to be going on for at least a, a real, like, a year, like, real time. Like, mm-hmm. I think we'll pass a year mark at least and until this is over. And um, so, like, when you guys potentially... I'm not saying you have. I'm not saying you haven't. But when you guys kind of go off the reservation with an idea, I kind of just have to sit there and be like, well, they'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> The downside though, sometimes is like, and this goes in the, in the way of whether you're really close or way off, I like could go either way. And I sit there and I go, have I given them enough information? Like, oh do they yeah, know enough up to this point, especially if, <clears> if, <throat> if a group guesses something and they're off by like one detail and I'm like.
3: It's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you mm-hmm. just want to
0: grab their head and point it that way.
1: <laughs> that is always the one detail that becomes like the 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 tent pole of whatever plan they're cooking up. Yeah. Like fuck. Yep. And then they're and then they execute the plan, and it doesn't work. You it's have to required. have it not work, be- and they are like, "What
0: happened? We we, we made a plan." And it's like fuck. But it was the butler in the stick candlestick. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. They're so sure about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying not to do that, but you know, right.
0: The this, the statues were were a big, mm. a big moment though, and there was also another statue that. Uh, the details partially intact, but enough to see what they looked like. And uh, it had the name. Oh, each statue had a little plaque with a name on it. And uh, there was another one that said Quest.
2: Right,
1: so, I had forgotten about that. So who is in this the Quest?
0: And the the fact that there are eight statues tells you mm-hmm. that there's more than the four. Right. Piety, Fear, Callous, and Void that you know about. There's four more. So.
1: One of whom is named Quest.
0: One of whom is named Quest, yes.
2: So, um, time will tell, I guess. <laughs> uh, you
0: guys proceed. eventually proceeded inside the temple uh, where... You basically got an image of what Anthea saw all those mm-hmm. sessions ago, or at least the destroyed version, because she didn't see a broken room. She saw it in one piece. Um, and uh, there was stained glass windows with images depicted on them of the envoys. Um, there was a statue fallen over behind the podium and on the podium were a list of names I got that from Delta Green by the way <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, really yeah the, the that's po- I, I I wanted the names somewhere mm-hmm. I, I I knew I wanted that and then I was just like oh I was like I really like that a lot oh well I'm gonna do that now <laughs> like on the podium names <laughs> so yeah that's, that's hilarious that's why that's i ended up
1: there that's a nice little easter egg
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so
3: i for
1: that I... epic crossover of BBEG mm-hmm. and delta green fans mm-hmm. which i think is us
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh so yeah, that's why I put them on there because I just I like the concept. I'm like that makes sense. Like why would why mm-hmm. why not? So um the on the plaque, on the podium plaque, first name in the list, Mother Myrna. Yeah. And along with uh with a bunch of other names, uh that I didn't disclose to everybody except for Tim, who specifically said he was going to make a note of all the other names, so he did. Mm -hmm. I have passed that list on to him. Um, But then the statue behind the podium was a nondescript figure, Mm -hmm. and it had the words The Great Originator comma comma Thrix
2: written on it. That's an important comma.
0: It is an important comma. <laughs> it implies so much. Mm-hmm. It tells you what the originator's name is, or what the people of Thrix call the originator.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so uh, that was a pretty big moment too. And anthea like freaked the the hell out i think I think for anthea right now, um she feels liberated
3: mm.
0: because you know she was like this chess piece if you will of Myrna's or not chess piece a pawn well yeah same thing a pawn yeah a pawn you know, she, she was being <laughs> used to like spy on you guys if you recall uh, yeah, Myrna knew your names
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and you know used her to fight against you and all Anthea came back with after that was hey I had these visions And, I mean, at that point, the trust was just not there at all. The trust was completely, like, in the toilet. Or at least with (laughs) Ulrich. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, we know
1: that the the BBEG can get straight into her head. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just... That's... Just a vulnerability. That's a liability. Like,
0: yeah. You're right. No, 100% right. So, but being in that place, seeing Mm -hmm. that statue, the stained glass, like, for her, that was just like, see, I wasn't lying. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I gotta gotta ask, does Ulrich, uh, like, uh, feel any different about her trustworthiness at this point especially after seeing all this
2: so not really because Alaric's issue
1: was not that Alaric never thought that she would lie about this detail right
2: like um Alaric's distrust of her is like More that, like, she's a weak
1: link, basically. Like, she's vulnerable to Myrna's manipulations. Mm. So, having her around with us all the time makes us vulnerable as well. Like, that's the big... Not to mention the fact that, like, he basically just sees her as an untrained civilian, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she can cast Moonbeam and Barkskin. That's nifty. But, like, you know.
0: And, uh, what's, what's the, I wanted to call it Wheel and Woe. I know that's not it. Uh, what's the ground AoE attack and healing spell? Um, Wither and Bloom. Wither and (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, I was close. She could do a little more than just Moonbeam and Barkskin. But, yeah, no, I, I know, Ulrich, yes, his Mm -hmm. perception, yeah. Well, she felt a lot better about herself, That's for sure.
1: That's good. I'm happy for her.
0: <laughs> Not
3: all Rick though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um Yeah, uh So that that was pretty big though. You guys like the pieces of Thrix are kind of
2: coming together a little bit. Now that you've seen all this. Um, and then up on the roof, mm-hmm. because I dangled that in front of you to see who would
0: go up to the roof.
1: Yeah, you gave us a ladder. Like,
0: you ladder. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: yeah, I also like how you were saying that the end of the ladder was like six feet off the ground and everyone mm-hmm. was like, how are we going to reach it? I was like,
0: yeah, and cast these reach just... upwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cassie's okay, so like, this is hell, friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the roof, you found, basically, a. I feel the way that I described it. Uh, six skeletons in a circle that have now been reduced to piles of skeleton um mm-hmm. with blast marks where each of them was supposedly standing
2: the blasts coming from city center based on the... Mark. right so like uh, we're talking like terminator
1: here
0: thank you yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm like how bad was this event yeah this is sarah connor on the chain link fence bad so like <laughs> I'm glad that someone picked up on that.
2: You know, I you want to know what's really funny? Hmm. I've never
1: seen that movie. Oh my god! I just know of it through cultural osmosis. You yeah. really
0: need to watch it. It's a classic.
1: Sure, I bet. I think yeah. I think I've seen like most of the first one flipping through channels, but like. I've seen, like, all Bach, you know, like...
0: <laughs> mm mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It, you know, it's a good action movie, is what it is.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, while you're up on the roof, also spotted off in the distance was the... Oh, see, I have it written down as cerebellum elementum in... My...
1: Here we go. <laughs> well, because I said it six or seven times fast. Again, I wasn't counting. But, yeah. 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 It was like eight or nine.
0: You were close. I was
1: so close. I was so close. I'm not going to name
0: names, but someone stopped me. (laughs) She knows what she did. (laughs) So the Cerebrum Elementum tower you saw in the distance um, with as I will name it as Colby did with a teleloscope sticking out of it. (laughs) a very large uh, telescope Um, I mean big enough that is noticeable sticking out from the dome top of this building Uh, and after observing this you all went back down and Jules led you all around to the back of the building where the entrance to the Noctis Umbra headquarters was
2: um, yeah, it was it was hyped up pretty hard by this jewels fella. Well, yes,
0: we'll. I mean, we'll, <laughs> yes, we'll get to that in a second. But it was yes, it, the whole city was technically because yeah. he thought that it was in one piece still. Yeah. Little did he know that that was um, a long time ago. Like yeah.
2: was it twelve thousand years? for 1, 12 hundred years. 1, 12 hundred years.
0: Yeah, fair. Yeah, not 12,000, 1200. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um but that was it for uh Revelations of Thrix, which which really had a lot going for it. Really had a lot going for it. Um I think I'm really enjoying the City of Thrix a lot because it's like, this is where the information is. It's like, this is where mm-hmm. all of this info is I get to talk about. Like, this is what I've been scribbling on paper for the past six months. <laughs> well,
2: mm-hmm. not six months, that's exaggerating, but yeah. So. Uh,
0: episode, or session 24, which was uh, the mark of six months on the campaign, mm-hmm. which I still think is awesome. Um, that was Echoes of the Past.
2: Right. That one started with a fight, too. Not immediately, but
1: pretty much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like Thrix is a dangerous place or something. Yeah.
1: It's like this place <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: It makes me feel bad because I know that the group is not like a heavy combat group. Like, you know, you guys mm-hmm. like and I I'm okay with it. Like you guys love role play and mm-hmm. you know, combat's secondary, uh, which I think is perfectly fine. Um I do think that it would create some It would make combat a little better if, if like there's somebody who like hypes up combat that gets really excited and stuff like that, because people kind of will feed off of that energy. Mm -hmm. But because, you know, but I try to keep the combat to a minimum because the storytelling and the roleplay is just, I mean, Mm -hmm. you guys take it and run with it. It's like, and that's that's more like entertaining than anything. Um,
1: I gotta say, I do like combat. And if you need me to, to, you need me to Pick express it,
0: it more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's fun for you, then do uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Talk some shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, I the last three sessions have started with combat. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, you started to explore the headquarters of the Noxus Umbra, um, and while you were down there, uh, you went through the essentially the secretary's desk because nobody's mm-hmm. down there but this is i gotta say as you have seen so far this is the most untouched part of thrix because it's underground right but, like there was in the back of the building there was i left this part out there was a statue podium that had no statue on it There was a button on the side that was pressed. It moves to the side, and there's a ladder going down into the headquarters. So because of their uh, bomb shelter-like structure of a headquarters, they were uh, largely untouched. Um, Hmm. Untouched
2: enough that someone might have survived the blast?
0: I mean, yeah, someone could have. And then
1: just starved to death and desiccated and... Held a grudge for twelve hundred years, and
0: it's like you're trying was to snarky something. to Alric for some reason. <laughs> Someone might have done that because they were underground. Anger is, you know, a pretty big motivator. Revenge is a pretty big motivator. Um, Elf,
1: literally too angry to die.
0: Yeah. Well, you explored a little bit. You found envelopes in the secretary's desk uh one with or each one with a name of a member of the order on it Mm -hmm. um including one of them was for two one person had two envelopes uh but you ended up finding what demonstrated to be an undead individual uh by the name of Danore, which was one of the members of Noctis Umbra, and also not known to the entire group, actually only known to Renna and Rarissa because they said it. They talked about it in Infernal. Uh, Danore is Jules's ex-lover.
2: Yeah, uh, ex. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I can I mean, see. It. You know, because you know, might not be might not be
0: between ex- them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unintentional eggs. I thought you were dead.
2: Yeah.
0: Um I, I specifically asked Rosa so what she was doing when she walked in this room. Because as soon as he started talking, I was like, Oh, get jewels in here. And she's holding the necklace up. And yeah. um it's like, Oh well, he Long recognizes the necklace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan Ray immediately recognized the necklace and started dishing out threats and demands.
1: Which, if I
2: understood correctly, danneray does not... He did not seem to say anything
1: to suggest that he knows Jules is in the necklace. Correct. Right. He, he just saw right. that we, we had it, so we must know him. Right. Okay.
0: Right. And the fact that he asked where is he... Uh, right. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, also yeah. going to point out he never said his name. Just a fun oh, fact. True. He never said Jules. He just said where is he? Oh wait. I think no, he, he might he have did said say Jules. his name because yeah. Tim said that was actually his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. he he did he did say it. I apologize. Um, but yeah, he when he asked where is tell me where he is or said tell me where he is. Uh, refused, so... Yeah. Yeah, she did. She's very loyal. Well, I... I say (laughs) that gives away any chance you had of lying to him about
2: knowing that you know who he is. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, I feel like she and Olyark are gonna have a fight about this before it's too long. Well...
0: Um, she, she is very loyal to Jules.
1: Indeed. Alric is probably the most vocal uh, skeptic of that loyalty. I,
0: I think Alric is the biggest skeptic of any loyalty outside of the measure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like... Yeah. How does he feel about Lennar? <laughs> About Lenar? Because that's a connection. That's He's just the
1: a group. Fisher. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What is Olerick supposed to think about Lenar? I don't know. I don't
0: he... know. I, just, I picked an NPC <laughs> that's connected to one of the other party members mm-hmm. just to see what you'd say. Now, if Lenar
1: was like, um, hey, I'm going to come with you guys into the forest, all would be like, the fuck you are. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, like... <laughs>
0: No, really, I can do this. Oh, buddy. How
1: about you make sure there's a nice river bass waiting for us at home? When we get back, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he wouldn't survive very long. It's a good thing you didn't, for some reason, bring him with you. (laughs) Um, But amidst the demands and threats, Jules got a little tired of dancing around conversation and just stabbed Rarissa in the chest.
2: Yeah. He Which said, I think you did pretty well.
1: I That's a very specific moment as a GM where the party it's like in your head you're thinking, I'm giving the party this opportunity to talk them down.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: sometimes the party realizes that that's what is happening, and sometimes they don't yeah yeah and there's it's a very specific kind of gauge of like i have a habit of running those moments long until the tension is ruined that's my Mm. problem so i think well dud i think he stabbed at prime stab in time thank you thank you're most welcome
0: i i find it is often most effective when you do it in the middle of someone's sentence
1: (laughs) that's the best time yeah it's
0: rude to interrupt but when someone's talking they feel like they're in control of that specific moment Mm -hmm. it's like well let's take that away
1: yeah yeah heard it's um yeah especially (laughs) sometimes people feel like that they're invulnerable while they're monologuing and it's like
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's very true. Well, it's Mm -hmm. like it's like the monologuing villain, you know. Yeah, like why doesn't somebody just fucking shoot him while he's talking? Well, it's rude. I I I tend to play with that that thought process of Mm -hmm. this person's talking, but the person they're talking to doesn't really care. Like, Uh, yeah, this is Mm -hmm. this is going to end quickly. There's nothing you could tell them that's going to change their mind. Like, so I mean. There's always those characters where it there is a possibility you could talk them down, but then there's you know. some where it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that fight happened. You, I gotta say, I think considering he was a single enemy in the whole fight in a very compressed area, mm-hmm. he lasted a decent amount of time, and he did a good amount of damage during the yeah. fight. Like, he wasn't just... It wasn't just, like, everybody gang up on him and he's done. Like, he, you guys went, like, six, seven rounds, I think.
1: It was a really good way to show that, like... We won this fight because we had every advantage, but we are not his equals. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. Like, every...
0: mm-hmm. So, a habit of a player, including myself, including mm-hmm. lots of people, in this case you looked at your target and said, that's an undead. Let's throw everything undead hate at him. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, it's like, well, that, you know, that might not be the case mm-hmm. or maybe he's just stronger. I, mm-hmm. I, I gotta be honest. I don't know why I didn't expect turn undead to get thrown down, but I'm so glad it did uh. be- because it, that was that was a moment of well, it just nothing doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, j- j- that because that was a good uh, opportunity to demonstrate his resolve, mm-hmm. his the power of his convictions and motivations. So, I
1: uh, meant to to look it up, but turn undead. It's like it only affects enemies of a certain CR.
3: Right. No, Um,
0: that's another one. There's another cleric ability. Oh,
1: it's like where it just outright kills undead below a certain CR at higher levels. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay.
0: Um. Yeah. Turn undead makes them run away scared, basically. Mm. Um. Until it takes any damage, like up to a minute, or until it takes damage. Uh, there, uh, the other one is, um, I believe it's a channel divinity, uh, but it's, it is the one where it just obliterates them. I can't remember yeah. what it's called right now. And I also don't see it. Oh, uh, de- oh, oh, just destroy, it's destroy undead. undead. It's so, it's an improvement. Blatant. Yeah.
1: It's an improvement on turn undead.
0: Yeah. CR one, CR two, CR three, CR four, like just progressively yeah. upgrades over the, over levels. But yeah. So. I mean, fair assumption to go to that ability. I would have done the same thing, but I enjoyed yeah. it because it was a demonstration of his ability. And uh, and by the way, I have to give you credit. That was an excellent use <laughs> of bonfire. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm going to cast bonfire. And I'm like... What and you're like right <laughs> under his feet? I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> I was like, "That's that'll do it."
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, that's and, that's not even me getting creative. That's bonfire and, as written. Yeah, and that
0: and then Renna immediately grappled him to hold him that in was, place.
1: That was the real play. That yeah. was
0: clutch. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had him surrounded and standing in a fire. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he did pledge to return and kill you all. He did. As he died. Alaric's oh.
1: very upset about that.
2: Alaric's <laughs> uh, upset about a lot of things right now. Alaric is <laughs> upset about a lot of things. But honestly, okay.
1: What are not Ulrich's... blaming him. I oh mean, yeah. valid. Alaric's <laughs> yeah. thinking like we're so loyal to Jules who's just some guy and we don't know the whole situation here. Uh if we knew all the facts, it could be just as easily true that Dana Ray's in the right, you know? Like and he's clearly powerful. Like he has a body, which is one up on jewels at the moment, right? Everybody
0: um, has a one up on jewels if you look at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Alaric is not Just upset that uh, we have a new enemy, but we also missed out on a potential ally. Like, if we weren't so firmly Team Jewels, we could have at least, like, heard him out. Or maybe tried to get him talking or something, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the way Mm Ulrich sees it. And then once we had more information, we can make it a, a more informed choice about, like, who we're going to side with in this little conflict.
0: Sure. But, mm-hmm. He's pretty mad, though. Alleric's pissed. <laughs> oh, I meant D- D- Dan. Oh, Daneray. Yes. Ray. Yeah, uh, well, you know. was clearly upset, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Probably the most upset I've seen him.
2: Really? Yeah. yeah maybe.
0: You had... Y- you... I, whether it was intentional or not, you gave, uh, Al Ulrich gave Anthea attitude. Mm. You, you, and I'm going to, I say the most because of with what quick, uh, how quickly these things happened. You had a little attitude with Anthea uh, when she yeah. was, she's trying. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's not I've... socially versed. So it's like, Can't be too wise to what's going on and be able to know how to, you know, navigate that other than go team. Um, so that happened. You had a disagreement about trusting Jules with Tim, actually, that happened first. Then it was the Anthea thing, yeah. Um, I mean, Tim and Ulrich have butted heads quite a few times, um, again, but it's just the quick procession of which it happened, those two, then after you guys burned the body of Danare. You chopped him up into pieces and burned him. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, when you had you started Long Rest, while I, I feel that Ulrich received what Cassidy said, mm-hmm. he gave the wrong idea by telling her, maybe you shouldn't hang out with me. <laughs> I thought it was a sweet the 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 DM was like, that's really sweet because she's like, I don't like seeing you struggle like that. And the answer was maybe you shouldn't hang out with me. Then it was like, damn, it's like this guy just keeps striking out. Yeah, I mean
1: I don't know what else to say. Like from Ollirk's point of view, it's like, Oh, I'm real sorry that my frustration is upsetting you. Like Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm inconvenient to your feelings right now. I'm well, not gonna just stop feeling this way. So I guess I'll fuck off. You know, like. Well,
0: I think it. Yeah, but I think the message was that they care for your well-being. Yeah. That it was. It was a. Um, I don't know if Alaric could understand that. And I'm not being r- trying to be a <laughs> jerk by saying that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think it came from a a place of heart, not a, a place of stop that you make me feel bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. And like, I get that. You get it. Yeah. But Alleric is,
1: he's very pragmatic,
0: like yeah. in everything. Yeah, right. He really, he really needs to stop that. <laughs> I, I love Ulrich. I'm just teasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so like no, you're right. He is mm-hmm. very pragmatic.
2: So it's always like, you know what's the Like he knows that he gets uh
1: very passionate about things and he sees mm. that as like a strength. Like from his point sure. of view, it's like, you know, We have problems. I am going to buckle down. I am going to put my head down. And I'm not going to stop. Like. You know. Every little joke along the way is a waste of time. Every little like. You know. If you're worried about my feelings. You're worried about the wrong thing. You know. Like. That's that's the way that he sees it. And. uh, He just doesn't really have patience. For like. You know. From the way that he sees it is like, if you are worried about me and you want me to feel better, help me fucking solve the problem.
3: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: you're not Mm going to talk me out of it, you know? Yeah. As as, as pure as your intentions might be. Yeah. Which, it's it's been fun to play, and I have been leading into it pretty hard because that is pretty different from how I operate. Yeah.
0: Um, It definitely is. Yeah. (laughs) it's, 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 uh,. It's it's interesting to watch you, too, because you fully get into it. Like, it's oh, not yeah, it's how you speak. It's your expressions, everything. And Amber pointed that out to me mm-hmm. uh, the other day. She's like, "Your is goes like really full on acting in there. I was like, yeah, I was like, he gets pretty into it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I think it's I awesome. fucking love it, too,
1: man. I love this character. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and I. I... Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> mm hmm. They all, they all are. I love everybody's characters. Like They're all so unique and uh, they are flawed, but, they, oh, but yeah. it adds so much to their character and it doesn't weigh them down, though. Which is mm-hmm. what's important. You shouldn't make a flaw that just paralyzes your character, right? Like, oh,
1: yeah. I hear that. And that's something that, like, not so much paralyzing my character, but when you make a flawed character, you also have to make sure that, like, it's a flaw that can help you fail forward,
2: kind of. Yes. Like
1: learning. if yeah. Um both in terms of just like, you know it's not always fun to have a character who has some flaw that's just gonna like fuck over your heist or your oh, quest or yeah. whatever you're trying to do. Right. Yeah, like
0: agreed. Yeah. Um and you also don't want
1: a flaw that just makes them like just genuinely unfun to be around. Which I feel is the line that i I'm Kind of walking with Ulrich. like maybe it's a hard. Bit. To, maybe a little bit. It's hard to play a character who's it's sharp, right? You know.
0: I think part of what offsets that is mm-hmm. the comical frustration that occurs. <laughs> you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. it, and, and you know what? I think that session was a really good example of the group's ability out of character. To know when to not make a joke of the situation. Oh, that's super important in my opinion. Because yeah. we do joke around. We have fun here. Yeah, uh, we have fun here. <laughs> but, but I. But we. Everyone definitely knows when to. You know when it when the to tone it down mostly. Maybe not every single time, but most of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, one, uh, just backtracking a little bit here. One of the things I wanted to point out, uh, before the long rest, before burning the body, uh, mm-hmm. after Ulrich left and everybody else was down below still, uh, Rarissa was talking to Jules in infernal,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: Renna can understand. And she, and Rarissa was talking out loud. Um, Runa realized Rarissa was hiding details from the group. The right. the, the detail that Jules and Danneray were lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like that was a pretty like ouch. Like that was yeah. a painful moment. As little as that was because mm-hmm. that was like, you know, you what, is there anything like?
3: Is are you hiding anything else from us? And
0: yeah, for it to come from a sister, like yeah. from someone who is your kin, your you know, your closest friend, a twin, for God's yeah. sakes, like that's that's like ooh awkward. It was, and
1: you know, like I wish that Sora were here to
0: yeah
1: uh, comment on it, but. Um, I could say that if Ulrich were there and if Ulrich spoke Infernal, he would probably have a similar reaction. And I think, like, Sora and I have talked about this a little bit out of character, like, just chatting about you know, not unlike what we do here, just kind of talking about the game.
2: And, yeah. um, uh, Ulrich and Renna
1: are, they have similar opinions on the situation with Marissa and Jules. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of, if Alaric were there, and this might, you know, I don't want to speak for Rena or Sora, but this might be kind of like,
2: this This might be floating around in there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of this worry that like, it kind of feels like Rarissa's more
1: loyal to Jules than to like the rest of us. Which might feel like kind of a stretch, given, like, you know, this was kind of a small thing. It is, like, Jules' personal life. But also, it's a connection between Jules and Dana Ray that may very well be relevant that the rest of us might need to know yeah. in case it comes up. And, like, Marissa treats Jules like he's her yeah. absolute best friend. And yeah. especially from Allerick's point of view, it's like, I mean... He's a rock that you found. Like, I get that he was there. I get that he was your friend. But we are here. And even if you don't, like, really feel like we're your friends in that way, we are a team. And we have to work together, you know? Well,
0: yeah. Well, I I do think the twins are emotionally motivated. and uh, Oh, quite. Yes. Are (laughs) the opposite of pragmatic, typically. Yeah. and I'll remind you also because it's just mm-hmm. it makes I don't want to say she's more loyal to Jules than the rest of you. I think she's just as loyal. And right. You which... think back. She has mm-hmm. said that there were times where she felt all alone.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was a moment actually where like in Graystand, you know, and uh, as actually that was another moment of like. Tension between the sisters because Renna had no idea she right. felt that way. Mm-hmm. She had jewels. That was he was all she had. She so she felt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's had the necklace for a long time. She's had jewels for a long time. So, um I mean, I think I don't think she's more loyal, but I I I can't speak for her, obviously. Uh but I I do think it's on the same level at the very least. So,
2: yeah, which is yeah. Concerning. Well, I mean, I Yurko, the player, and
1: in this instance, more of like a member of the audience than anything. But Ulrich,
2: if he thought about it in that light, um, would be like, "This is splitting your attention." You know, mm-hmm. like um, if you
1: are equally. Yeah, if you are equally loyal to the both of us, well like to the measure and to Jules. Jules's goals are not ours, you know. Like they kind of align like right now, but like
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he hasn't even stated goals to be mm-hmm. completely, you know, honest, like he just as from from what I've told you from what's happened, mm-hmm. his intention was just to help you find someone to help you. it uh, which so um, which backfired?
1: Both me and Alaric would are speculating that, um he was motivated, well, okay, Alaric thinks about it a little more cynically than I do, but um, oh, yeah <laughs> he could be motivated to help Rarissa. Just because of the relationship that they have. But also. I'm sure he has his own motivation. To get back to his city. Right. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Um, Especially because he thought. That there would still be people here. I think. Like. Ulrich has not stopped. To really put a lot of thought into it. But if he did. I think the conclusion that he would come to. Would be. um, He wanted to get back here. Like. He probably did genuinely think that someone here could help us, but he also just wanted to get back here because this is his city. Maybe someone could help him get out of that rock, you know, like Possible. any of those things, you know?
0: And uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: that's fair for sure. Um, Speaking of the necklace, uh, mm-hmm. they, um,
0: oh, wait, well, before I get to that, because there's another detail here that I, I glazed over. Um, you they opened the letters. Yeah, all and of them. the letters were collections of uh, targets. Mm-hmm. It's basically how they got a job. They got a letter, it said a name they had to kill. And mm-hmm. Jules envelope had Myrna's name in it. That's right. Yeah. Mirna's name was in there. A leader of uh, the Cerebrum Elementum was in another mm-hmm. one. Uh, another child of Thrix was uh, amongst the letters. Uh, what was his name? Colleen. I uh, can't remember her last name right now. Uh, and there was a bunch of other names that uh, you Colby has the name, uh, but you haven't looked into who these people are or were. Mm -hmm. uh... that is something
1: Uh, from the little bit my little speculation which I will hold on to with a loose grip as per earlier um, it seems like someone wanted to destabilize Thrix Myrna seems to have been the leader of these children of Thrix Mm -hmm. and um, you know if it was someone from the cerebellum elementum which I'm gonna guess we haven't checked it out yet, is some sort of like university or academic uh institution. Like sounds really, like they're taking out community leaders.
0: I'm really surprised that um Tim didn't push to go there.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Like he said it'll be there on the way back, basically is what he said. It's not I mean going anywhere. Very big of him. It's
1: true. Like if yeah. those pillars of smoke are from campfires, then those people can pack up and leave any minute. Right? Mm-hmm. So,
3: mm-hmm. Uh,
0: After those names were revealed, though, the question was brought up to Jules about the necklace, and I rolled to see if his memory was starting to piece back together, and he remembered the purpose of his necklace. Mm-hmm. Which was basically a magical item to to get him into hard-to-reach places, essentially. Mm-hmm. He goes into the necklace, he gets dropped into the location, he takes out the target unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't get out now. So uh, He's been stuck in there for who knows how long. So uh,
2: uh, I wonder if he's just going to have to roll to remember a power word or something. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Interesting. Interesting Who's to thought.
0: Say? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite saying when we do this. <laughs> um, but anyway, after that, all the other stuff happened. Burned Danneray's body. Ulrich and Cassie had their talk to, uh, during their first watch. Mm-hmm. Second half of the night of the long rest, Tim connected with another Will O Wisp. Oh, yeah. Fucking
2: nuts. Yeah,
0: Yeah. a will of wisp who communicated with him verbally as opposed to flashing images in his mind.
1: A little more chill than the first one.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Gloria was her name. Mm -hmm. I love that name. I don't know why. I just I was trying to think of a good name for this little creature. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I like Gloria. I was like that's gonna work, and then I, I, when I came up with the names for all the other ones, I was trying to fit a certain style, so it kind of all made sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, so he connected with Gloria, who basically said that she's the speaker for these other wisps, and they want his help because he helped Gregory. Uh, which, by the way. I named him Greg or Gregory <laughs> because Colby had a character and we played a long time ago called named Greg. Like, he just picks these names. Yeah, it's like classic slash old timey kind of names sometimes. And I was like it.
1: violently mundane.
0: Yes. It's on purpose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he had this character, Greg, and I loved Greg. I thought he was a great character. And I was like, oh, I got it. This is my little shout out to that character. (laughs) So he helped Greg along. Basically, what Gloria has asked is that Tim helps each of these spirits, these Mm -hmm. children's spirits to... Fulfill their last request, essentially. For Greg, it was... He wanted to tell somebody about his life. Mm-hmm. Which he did forcibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, not forcibly, actually, because Tim didn't resist. Yeah. Like, he let it in.
1: Yeah, just... Just like a kid to overshare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So... And that gave Gregory the ability to move on. So now these other Will-O-Wisps want the same thing. And Tim has agreed to do so. So I loved that scene. I had that song mm-hmm. pl- saved. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh uh, it I I love Scott Buckley's music. It's so good. And I, I you know, I'll I'll go and I'll he has albums on like mm-hmm. Amazon music. And it's a collection of tracks that are that will have the same kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, um, library songs seven is where that one came from, I think. And they're all the songs in there are kind of like that. And I heard that song and I didn't see the title or anything. And I'm just like, I'm just seeing these images in my head. I'm Mm -hmm. getting these ideas and I'm like, and that's that's actually where the Will O Wisp thing came from. I was like, oh fuck. I was like, this is so <laughs> awesome to do. And I looked at the title of the song, and the title of the song was I walk with ghosts, and I was like, I still have to do this. I definitely yeah. have to do this now. Like this
2: spoke to me. Mm-hmm. From, it was um, a perfect it was a it was I'm trying to think of something a little less cliché than a
1: beautiful moment. Mm. But um it was just a lovely scene. Uh, very happy
2: for Tim. Um,
0: he's now the shepherd. He's yeah. Spirit's shepherd. Um Yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out for him, how he's going to handle the requests and um I'm curious to see how many children's voices I can imitate. <laughs> all (laughs) sounding the same. Mm, Um, That'll be fun. It's a challenge. But anyway, Mm -hmm. he agreed to that. And uh, the last note I have in here, it was the last thing for the session. In the morning, Ulrich apologized for his mood the previous day. Yeah, essentially. Which was big of him. It's not the first time he's apologized. (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) He probably won't be the last, but, like... That's fine, right? You know, to be honest, if I could share something... Yes. It felt like the thing to do at the time. But afterwards, I was kind of wondering, like, would Alrick really have apologized? Or at least in that... Like, would he have phrased it the way that he did? I was wondering if if that was really, like, the most in-character move I could have made for him. You know, like, most true-to-character, I guess I could say.
0: Well, I think it was influenced by his talk with Cassidy because yeah. before or after he made this apology, he said, if anybody needs a pep talk, talk to Cassidy. Mm-hmm. And Tim followed up with, oh, yeah, she's really good at those. Mm-hmm. So clearly that talk had an effect that made him feel, yeah. right? So while and- it might not have been exactly what he would have said, mm-hmm. you had that extra factor in there that would change that. And that was
1: character growth, almost something like that. I mean, that's (laughs) that's kind of exactly what I was thinking when I was because we were going through like the whole long rest, uh, and I was thinking like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have Oliver apologize in the morning," and I was like thinking like, "How exactly does he go about it?" and like that kind of thing. Um, And part of it was to kind of try to. I feel like there was a the a miscommunication. With Cassidy, especially, which we already talked about a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, And I did kind of deliberately try to be like, because he was not trying to take back what he had said to her. Like, it's not like he was saying, like, I was wrong to say this or I didn't mean this. Like, he did mean it. Like, if it hurts when you see me struggle, I struggle a lot. So, you know, like, (laughs) um, but, and that's kind of something that I, especially with characters like Ulrich, I'm just kind of personally
2: fascinated by the whole, like, um, this idea of, like,
1: I'm sorry for being an asshole, but I do still think I'm right. (laughs) Like, that's... Like, trying to get that message across. You know what I mean? Uh, I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I've, I found over the years of role playing and writing characters that the most challenging and also the most rewarding characters per- to portray are the ones that are the most unlike you. <laughs> It's rewarding when you accurately depict that personality, mm-hmm. and you're like, Yes, I can be an asshole. Wait, yeah,' <laughs> it's like... And it. Like it's been really fun playing Olic because, like
1: he's been an asshole, and he's he's quicker to anger than I am, and it's been interesting just getting in that headspace and kind of just like like engaging with emotions that I don't engage with very often. But it's also yeah. been rather cathartic because, if anything, what I personally struggle with is voicing my feelings. Like, if I have an issue with someone, I struggle to express that. Right? I'm kind of like a, I'm a bit of a peacemaker. I'm a bit of like a, you know.
0: Yeah, you're a fixer. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that. Um. I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, I. It sounds kind of douchey when I say that about myself, but. Um
0: I understand what you're saying. Thank you.
1: I don't like like if I have a problem with someone, I'm pretty slow to like bring it up. You know what I mean? So it's been kind of cathartic to play someone like Alaric who is, you know, say what you want about him. He's honest about how he feels, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's been nice in a way. That's been something that I could learn from him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's cool when we learn from our characters because we're te- essentially teaching yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, good shit. Um, that was it for session 24, Echoes of the Past. Um, we're going to close it out here. Uh, we are... I'm just going to do the rundown. This, as you are watching this, is Sunday or it should be if you get this on the premiere. Um, we will be live on Tuesday at uh, twitchtv Um And What happens after that? Wow, I just drew a blank. We have our podcast audio that uh, goes up on Fridays, which is just the audio version of the show. Uh, and then, The day before that on Thursday is when our VOD goes to YouTube. Um, Oh, I'm going to say the thing that we should have been saying from day one. and has only most recently been uh, brought up. Please, if you like the video, like and subscribe. There's buttons down there somewhere, I swear. Mm -hmm. Um, And we will see you all on Tuesday. Which, this upcoming Tuesday is Halloween, and you should really show up because we're all going to be dressed up. Yeah. Exciting. I'm excited for that.
1: I spent an irresponsible amount of money on my costume.
0: I think we all did.
1: I think we all did.
0: <laughs> that should be um, motivation to promote extra. Sure. Yeah. Right? Get more people in. I'll
1: just tweet the receipt medieval collectibles. <laughs> <perspectives. Okay>, that's <laughs> not what I meant.
0: But, but maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But anyway, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in, and we will see you on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as the adventure continues. Bye bye.